and gentlemen, hello, and welcome, once again, to another edition of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. Guess what, folks? Guess who I am? Take a guess. No, I'm not Leonard Nimoy. I'm Mr. Warren Hayes. I don't know why Leonard Nimoy was the first guy who popped into my head. For some reason, not because he doesn't deserve to be in, in our minds, but holy smokes, right? I mean, why did I think? Of, anyway, it doesn't matter. Welcome. This is the Warren Hayes Show. My name is Mr. Warren Hayes, starting over. And this is my SmackDown Live recap show. Oh, sprinkled with a wee bit of uh, of AEW. All elite wrestling, wouldn't you say, folks? I think we got we to gotta at least uh, touch on the subject a little bit. I wouldn't be a respectful wrestling pundit if I didn't talk about it a little bit that's what we're going to do here live live here on YouTube youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes that's where you're watching right now maybe if you're watching it like exclusively right here after Smackdown 10 37 p.m. Eastern Standard Time got people live here watching it in the chat Kristen Ashley editor-in-chief Diva Dirt Joe Cook is here. Jason, Happy New Year. Haven't seen you as well. Noah as well. A whole bunch of folk. A whole bunch of people are here. Joining live here on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. And, you know, the great thing, the fantastic thing is if, you know, if we want this chat to get lively, if we want more people popping in, if we want, if we want to have a discussion about all elite wrestling, and uh, and SmackDown, well, you, you just tweet the link out, face, put it on your Facebook, uh, uh, give us that thumbs up stuff, go ahead, share it. More people in here, the better. But then again, if you're watching uh, on YouTube whenever, thank you very much, very much appreciated. Your comments are always welcome in the in the comment section or you can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Warren Hayes but then but then at the same time you could actually be listening to me podcast on a podcast on your podcast application podcast 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 I do that now I keep doing my live shows here but the audio ends up on uh, audio format stuff and it goes up into the podcasting universe so you can actually Download the Mr. Warren Hayes show right now on Podbean and uh, and on uh, iTunes as well. The podcasts, uh, Google Play. There's a couple more of these uh, podcasting platforms that uh, that that I'm uh, awaiting approval. You know, they want to do the proper background checks on me. They want to make sure that uh, you know I'm not just a pretty face. That uh, you know my criminal, you know my criminal, my criminal record or lack thereof, speaks for itself. <laughs> um, so yeah, but but honestly, you know, you could be, uh, you, you can find me on uh, a few podcast uh, devices right now, applications, platforms, Apple, uh, Apple iTunes, Podbean for sure, uh, Google Play as well. Spotify's coming up, Stitcher, Castbox. That's all. I'm gonna be everywhere, man. You won't be able. You won't be able to bat bat your eyes without getting flashes of Warren Hayes. 
In the meantime, in the meantime, Tuesday right now means that tomorrow is on Wednesday. I head over to FightfulSelect.com to do my 205 Live NXT recap show. You guys know this by now. If you are regular viewers, every Wednesday on the Fightful.com premium service called FightfulSelect.com, I do a recap show of the uh, the best evening of WWE programming, 205 Live NXT. Doing that tomorrow. I do that immediately after NXT is done. And later this week, I will be doing again on Fightful Select my NXT UK recap show. And for those of you who might be wondering what Fightful Select is, like I said, premium service of Fightful.com. Fightful is a premier combat sports news website. Talking about pro wrestling, MMA, boxing. You go to Fightful Wrestling and you get just the wrestling news. That's what, if you don't want to be bothered with the MMA stuff, you go there. Huh. So you see, pro wrestling. And that's good. Uh, otherwise, uh, otherwise, you know, you, you get all your news there. You get your scoops. And then on Fightful Select for a premium, uh, you get all sorts of premium uh, extra content, extra podcasts, extra stuff. I do my the the the, the podcast I do there. You have Sean Ross Sap, managing editor, who does the Fightful Weekly, which is the uh, mothership show of uh, the Select Service. There's Steven Jensen, who does the Weekender, where he covers non WWE news. There's retro pay per view reviews. There's dark match commentary. There's a, a, a sneak peeks previews to articles. We sometimes uh, get when I see we, I mean. Fightful Select members, we get little tidbits of news before everyone else. Makes us feel special. So you should join. You should think about joining sites at $5 a month. FightfulSelect.com. Go check it out. I'm sure it's worth it because I know it's worth it. <laughs> but I'll sure you're, I'm sure you'll, you'll enjoy it. That's the thing. Then uh, the, the beat goes on here, folks. I, I'm, I'm rolling on. Thursday, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I will be joined by the extraordinary Laura Morrow right here on youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. We are going to do live NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool predictions. Laura is a fantastic wrestling writer. She's covered uh, and she's a fan of the British scene, so I'm thrilled that she's joining me to... Uh, talk about NXT UK, the first big takeover event for the uh, new UK brand. Of course, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about the controversies about uh, surrounding the contracts and the locking down of talent, the effect that uh, it has or will have or maybe will not even have on uh, British uh, on the British indie wrestling scene. She'll be with me. This Thursday, it's exciting. 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the YouTube channel. So make sure you make a note of that. And then on Saturday, to wrap it all up, I will be doing a post-show recap of NXT UK Blackpool, NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool with Kristen Ashley, who is in the live chat right now. If you want to give her a high five or a whoop, whoop. It's your choice, really. Um, yeah, she's going to be joining me. We're going to be doing this on Fightful.com. That Fightful Select on Fightful.com on the free site for everyone to, to see. 
So uh, that'll be Saturday afternoon, immediately after TakeOver Blackpool. Hopefully you will be able to, jo to, to join us. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to this. I'm hoping, I don't want to give many spoilers away because I want you to come and check out the, uh, the TakeOver Prediction show that I'm doing on Thursday. But I'm, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to the event. And I really hope NXT UK blows it out of the water because they need a big, big event. But the card is, it's shaping up nicely. Pete Dunne, Joe Coffey in the main event. I'm going to have Tony Storm trying to get the NXT uh, women's title again off of uh, Rhea Ripley. We've got tags. We've got Dave Mastiff and Eddie Dennis in a uh, no DQ. That'll be a lot of fun. You should take the time to check it out. And then come come chat chat about it in the post show with Kristen and I. It should be a lot of fun. Uh... Yeah, so this is uh, this, all fantastic. And guys, you know, guys, 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 talking about wrestling. You never get enough wrestling. You never get enough about, we have to do podcasts to talk about wrestling and then listening to people talk about wrestling after watching wrestling. That's how much we like wrestling. We love wrestling that much. And if you like it that much, why don't you head on over to powerslam.tv? Powerslam.tv is a subscription service that contains oodles and oodles of wrestling content from tons of independent wrestling promotions from here and abroad from North America Europe Asia there's a whole bunch of stuff out there 4,000 hours of content to be viewed on powerslam.tv you guys really should take the time to go check that out. There's lots of fantastic stuff. Talked about it a bit last night. You know, there's Smash Wrestling from Canada. That's that's there, which is always fantastic. You can get a whole bunch of great um, great retro matches from uh, Rev Pro. They have a, a, a nice selection of old matches from Rev Pro. And you know, Defy Now, based out in Seattle, up and coming independent promotion that's really making. It's uh, that's really making its mark. Defy recently, just recently, did a joint event with friggin' Progress Wrestling. Right? Listen to this. You can get this on Power Slam TV right now. You can see, uh, you you can see Progress Champion Valter. You've heard of him, the big dude. Taking on Shaft. You have Shane Strickland versus Brian Cage. Are you kidding me? For the Defy World Championship match, the uh, and and it's available right there on PowerSlam TV. And if, uh, like I said yesterday, I'm really thankful that PowerSlam reached out to support the Mr. Warren Hayes show, and they're going to give you something back for being a Warren Hayes show watcher. You can you can subscribe and get a month free, free, free. You know what free means? Free means uh, uh, in complete liberty, without restrictions, without having to deburse in a, in a fixed amount of currency. That's what it means. You go to powerslam.tv, you sign up, you hit the promo code Warren Hayes. All in one word. It's two names. It's my 
first name and my surname and my first name. But if you put them all together and you write Warren Hayes in the promo code, you get a month of powerslam.tv for free. And it is worth it. There's so, there's so much stuff there. Bar wrestling out of LA as well is there. There's so much great stuff. I've only started to skim the surface last night. Again, you know, over the weekend, I started watching matches. I saw some great women's matches on Smash, uh, on Smash Wrestling. Tessa Blanchard versus Casey Spinelli. Uh, uh, Lufisto against Jordan Grace. And, and these are recent matches. I'm not talking like that happened in 2012, you know, when they were just fresh out of the wrestling schools. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Uh, current great stuff i want to thank power slam for for their support and you show this is a great way for you to sh to, to show your support at the same time for 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 for, for the warren hayes show because if you go and you use the code they'll be like wow warren hayes he's got he's an influencer you, you know what i mean i'll like it everyone will like it thank you powerslam.tv thank you watchers of the mr warren hayes show thank you everyone for being here How's everybody doing? Blaine is here. Gosh darn it, guys. We're already talking about AEW. Let's go at it. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's get that out of the way before we talk about SmackDown. I mean, it's hard not to talk about... It's, it's difficult not to talk about AEW, you know, if uh, with what happened today, it was this was very, very exciting. It was such exciting stuff. I don't remember the wrestling community being so jazzed as it was today. Now, of course, of course, you know, there's a segment of the population that, you know, is uh, un taking this on a little more cynically. But that's not what we're about here. At the Warren Hayes show. No. <laughs> no. Cynicism doesn't have its place. What are you talking about? This was really cool. So they had their, they, they AEW, All Elite Wrestling, had their rally today. Interesting concept. Uh, interesting concept to, to, you know, to call it a rally. You know, instead of having like a press conference. But I think this was a way for uh for the elite guys for everyone involved to 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 show to keep in the minding of this grassroots movement that Cody and the Bucks created around all in this is i think this is part of this is not part but it's a logical step in the evolution of of AEW i think it makes sense for them to continue down this path Well, that's very, very interesting. But before we got to the, uh, even before we got to the uh, to the rally, uh, the the cons, Shad and Tony, Shad being the father, and Tony put out the uh, put out a statement, uh, basically saying it was Shad that put out the, the the statement, saying that he is the lead investor, supporter and backer of all elite wrestling. So it's not Tony's money that's going into this it's his dad who is worth like six 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 or seven billion dollars let me check i i can't remember uh, let's see shod con give me a quick second here 
yeah, he's worth $6.3 billion. That's a lot of dollars that he's worth. That's crazy, man. Um, but yeah, no, and this straight off the bat answers a question because uh, Tony and himself, I had seen a couple of things floated around. He, his, his net worth is established at around $5 million. So I mean, the question was, how, how is, how is uh, Tony... How is Tony bankrolling this? Well, it's his dad. It's his dad that's putting up the cash. Um, and in the statement, uh, Shad says that uh, uh, I am the father, the proud father of Tony Khan, who will serve in a leadership role at AEW during the 2019 launch. And in the years ahead, Tony will assemble a great team to take, take AEW over the top for the benefit of everyone who loves the wrestling industry while continuing to serve in his current capacities with the Jaguars and Fulham. Um, and he, this is interesting here as well. AEW will operate as an organization completely independently from other interests. It will not deter attention or divert resources from any of my business, teams, projects, or investments. At the same time, AEW will enjoy the same full commitment I, I give to everything and everyone in my life, my family, my friends, my business, and in recent years, to sports, hospitality, and now, entertainment so the um this is a, i think it's a key paragraph as well because you can tell that he's he's addressing his stakeholders or whoever else is involved in Khan's business ventures saying look 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 guys guys relax everyone take it easy i'm not taking money right and left this is my cash that i'm putting into this i'm not taking money from the jags i'm not taking money from hospitality i guess he owns some hotels from the from my hotel chain the uh the con estates no uh, the con gardens Ooh, ooh! i would so stay at a con garden look if tone if shad khan hasn't if that's not what they're called i'm starting i'm i'm launching my own hotel and that's what i'm calling it I'm calling it the con the Con Gardens. Ooh. Um, so 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 th that's how the day started off, you know, just clarifying everything here. Then we we eventually got to uh to the event, which was in Jacksonville, coincidentally, the same city where WWE was airing SmackDown Live tonight. Coincidentally speaking. Um the AEW rally here. Uh, so, if we just go through the the you know the announcements, what the events. I'm not gonna play by play the uh, the event. Big news: Double or Nothing, which will be their first event, May 25th in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand. I don't know if you understand how significant this can be. The MGM Grand was the original home of Monday Nitro. This is where WCW, in its better years, this is where it started off. Instead of, uh, this is where the, the, you know, the centralized TV there. That was a big, big deal. And if you listen to 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff, Eric will often talk about how important securing a place like the MGM Grand was just for the respectability that it provided to the company for 
advertisers for other business ventures, other business opportunities. You know, oh, you're not you're not uh, holding your event uh, in a garage or in a warehouse. You're 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 it's taking part in the goddamn MGM grant. So this, I mean, I I find it's being there's a lot of big news. That's the thing, and at some point you have to focus on big news. But for me, for me, uh, this is one of the biggest. Uh, this is one of the biggest events, uh, news bites of, of of the whole thing. Wrestling coming back to the MGM Grand, that was a big, big deal. Uh, the, the, the talent, the talent signings, Jericho, Chris Jericho saying he is all in with All Elite. Yeah, Pac, the, the mind-blowing that they got these two names Pac who came out without a shirt I think that I think that when his contract was up with WWE I think one of the conditions with as was that he he had to uh, uh, he had to rescind all of his shirts I haven't seen Pac wearing a shirt since he's left WWE SoCal Uncensored has been signed as well. Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, Scorpio Sky. Man, having Daniels and Kazarian working there, if you are even remotely thinking about trying to elevate young talent, you put them in the ring with such goddamn ring generals as Daniels and Kazarian. Are you kidding me? MJF, which is a fantastic sign as well. Uh, although I don't think none of us were really surprised because he was always really close with the uh, with the elite guys. Joey Janela and Penelope Ford. That is a fantastic get. Janela is fantastic. Can't wait for him to heal up. Penelope Ford. I find that people have been sleeping on her for a while. And I mean, it's it, it's good at the same time because that means that the the mix of talented women on the indie circuit right now is, you know, we're trying to keep track of everyone and it's really, really difficult. But Penelope Ford, man, she is gold. We also knew Britt Baker had been signed. They announced that last week. Um, Billy Gunn and BJ Whitmer going to be joining as producers. BJ Whitmer, uh, formerly with ROH, he left his job there. There's a partnership with... Uh, OEW out of China. They'll be supplying talent to AEW as per Matt Jackson with the good hearts of OEW. I got to tell you, as far as talent goes, I don't know what uh, what you guys in chat thought, but uh, Chris Jericho was a big deal. I, like, I feel the only true surprise, the only real, the real surprise it's like, oh my God, was Pac. And Jericho at some point, you know, yeah, you know, it had been speculated before. And yes, Jericho said, no, I'm not, I don't have anything to do with that. I think we sort of saw it coming. It doesn't diminish the fact that he's there. It's a huge, huge, huge deal for AEW. But Pac and Pac, Pac going right after uh, Adam Page. Yeah, I'm there for that. Um, I'm a little disappointed that there weren't more announcements regarding the women, women's division, adding more talent in there, but 
I mean, this was clearly a teaser trailer. You know what I mean? This is like, you know, we're dangling the big the the, the big fish and then we're going to we're going to start spoon feeding you some some fantastic stuff and you know, there's a lot of contracts that are coming up in uh January and February. Stuff maybe people who have commit who've committed that aren't talking about it like Kenny Omega. But then again, Kenny Omega. The thing is with Kenny Omega, and I know a lot of you in chat are talking about him. The the thing with Kenny Omega is that he uh, he's done this before, where he said, you know, I'm done with New Japan. And two months later, he's back in New Japan. Is he going to do that kind of thing now? Maybe. But his contract isn't officially up just yet. And I think his contract is up past Royal Rumble. So he's not going to end up as a surprise entrant in, 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 uh, in the Royal Rumble this year um, for, some, uh, for some reason. I don't know why, um, but no, but no, he, I know why it's because of his contract, but you know, again, these are, it, 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 it's reports, you know, no one, Kenny, Kenny Omega, I don't think has ever come out and say, oh, my contract is done at this date. These are reports, right? Same thing goes with Kushida. Kushida actually has a match left on January 29th. His last match is going to be with, uh, with Tanahashi over in New Japan. So, you know, they're not talking about. Uh, they're not talking about, he's not talking about where he's going just yet right now either, right? So, it seems to me that there's still a lot of talent out there, and I tossed that out on Twitter, you know, like, guys, who do you think is missing? And I don't know what you think in chat here, who you, who, uh, you feel is, is missing right now. Um, uh, the Lucha Brothers, that's the one that's coming up the most, Penta, Phoenix, and you can rest assured that right now these guys are getting thrown tons of money at you. They're getting thrown tons of money. Tons and tons of money. Uh, a lot of people say, well, Jordan Jordan Grace was missing. But I'm pretty sure she's under contract with Impact right now. Um, let's see. Um, <laughs> some people have even been talking about Ryback and... I don't ever want to see Ryback again. Um, was it Kylie Ray? Kristen Ashley in the in the in the chat says Blaine is calling for Marco Marco stunt. Yes, I think that would be uh, fantastic as well. Joe Cook says Ty. I'm assuming Ty Dillinger. As long as he's under WWE contract, he's not doing anything unless he manages to get himself fired. Um, yeah, Jay reconfirms what I had heard. Jordan resigned with Impact or signed with Impact anyway. Um, there's a you know there's a lot of people missing. I was wondering where famous Dick wrestler Joni Joey Ryan was. I for my money, I was convinced, one hundred percent convinced, that he was going to be there. Evelise. Would be really cool. She'd be a nice get as well. You know, you have women like um, uh, uh, Tennille Dashwood. She signed with with uh, Ring of Honor, so she's still hanging out there. Man, these are exciting times. And to wrap this up here, uh, some some also some cool stuff. Um, Cody says uh, wins and losses are going to matter like they've never mattered before. Fans will not be forced to boo or cheer 
who they don't want. So that's clearly, you know, we know exactly what he's talking about here. And another big news here, you know, he was talking also about, you know, how the wrestlers are always the last on the totem pole to be to be paid, to get money. It's not going to be the case anymore. But not only that, Brandy Rhodes also said that there would be pay parity between the men and the women. And that is a, a big deal. That is truly, sincerely good, good news. AEW says Jay King in the chat should just buy the Impact roster, all 12 of them. Uh, you know what? My money, my gut, maybe not my money because I'm terrible with money, but my gut says that there's probably a lot, a lot, a lot of Impact talent that are being courted with... Um, that are being courted by AEW right now. And I was listening to uh, to Sean Ross Sapp's recap earlier today, and he makes an excellent point, you know, because the, there's always the question of, well, is, are these going to be exclusive contracts? You know, are there, are, or are, is there going to be talent sharing and so on and so forth? First of all, as far as talent sharing goes, I'm really interested now to, un to find out what... AEW's relationship with Dragon Gate is going to be because Pac is their champion. The what's the name of the championship again? The Dragon Dream Dragon Dream Gate something. Um the uh if 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 Dragon Gate allowed their world champion to come on to AEW today with the belt and challenge Hangman Page to a match and say, oh, back in AEW. Um, there's, oh, there's a working relationship that's being set up, and that could be really interesting, super interesting. And I'm one, I kind of wonder what New Japan thinks about that. Um, but the, uh, the other point I wanted to make, and I can't remember, oh, yeah, say, Sean was saying earlier today, and it makes you think about the exclusive contracts things, you know, uh, yeah, of course. You know, nobody likes exclusive contracts. They like to talent. Uh, they 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 like their talent to be fluid and be able to do all sorts of different shows. But it's all in all elite wrestling's interests to secure talent and make them their their own, as opposed to letting them float around. Because that's what MLW is doing. That's what Impact is doing. You know, they share talent all the time. It's always the you know the same rotation of guys and girls going around from, from show to show, uh, heading over to Lucha Underground and stuff. So it's really, really interesting to think what they're going to do next. And if, if AEW wants to secure themselves as a, as a true alternative that you'll be able to see their things that you won't be able to see anywhere else, well, then they, they will have to secure some people, which means they will have to toss a lot of money. What do you guys think? What's what what what's going on here in chat? Um, Joe Cook says there's a lot of people missing. I guess that's when we were talking about who wasn't there. Joey Ryan will sign at some point. They don't have a TV deal, so maybe they're waiting. Could be. Uh, Blaine says that Jungle Boy would be another. 
another person that he'd like to see added in. Kristen Ashley says she's writing a, a piece on at Daily DDT on equal pay at AEW. Keep your 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 peepers pe- peeled for that. You should follow Kristen anyway at her uh, at her Twitter if uh, if you're not it's Kristen Ashley. It's rather easy to remember. Um, yeah, there we go. And Kristen says, if I believe Chelsea Green, I wouldn't emulate MLW. I would not either. And, you, and MLW is locking some talent down as well. I'm having a smoothie tonight. All right, we got to move on. We got to do SmackDown. Man, this was such a good day for wrestling. We had we had AEW. We had the news there. And then, and then we had a wonderful episode of SmackDown Live that started off with Daniel Bryan versus the concessions. <laughs> I like this spot, this segment quite a bit. And you guys know by now what I, what I, how I feel about you people promos. And I'm at this point, Daniel Bryan is, he's the, He's the master of the you people promo. It just works. He's he's preachy. He's convinced about what he what he's trying to bring forward. He sees himself as enlightened. Like everything in the character makes the you people promos work. So when he's going around complaining about the con- the concession saying you saying you people shove popcorn and candy down your throats because there's a void in lives. <laughs> And he's you know, snatching hot dogs out of the hands of people and flipping, uh, flipping uh, soda uh, sodas at at other dudes. It's really good. It's it's just absurd enough to not take it seriously, and well executed enough for it to 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 just come get you and be like, yeah, okay, I'm into this. This is good. And he's walking uh, to the ring through the audience. He says he's out here changing the world. Making the world a better place. He says, but he needs you. I need you people to change. I will fill the void of your lives with something meaningful. I will fill this world with something these children will be proud of. And then all of a sudden, our truth teleports into our realm of existence. I don't know where he came from. But man, he just went straight after Daniel Bryan. He was not happy about being attacked while being dressed as Santa Claus. Man, he can you imagine our truth has been stewing since Christmas? Thinking about how he just wanted to dress up as Santa and come to the ring and make everybody happy, put smiles on faces, and sour puss Daniel Bryan came and ruined it. He beat him up. He's been stewing for two weeks. That's a lot of pent-up energy. And man, our truth had energy tonight. He was aggressive. This wasn't playful cuckoo gaga. Our <laughs> truth. Uh, he he was uh, he was aching to give a beating. Truth avoids some offense and kicks Daniel Bryan down, covers him for two. Uh, this is after the commercial. Um, uh, Daniel Bryan fights back, gets some kicks in uh, in the corners. Uh, hits the running drop kick in the corner twice, but the third time, Truth responds with a spinning forearm. He hits a suplex into a jawbreaker, which looked a little off. 
by truth, but nonetheless covered Daniel Bryan for two. And the running knee to the face secures the three count for Daniel Bryan, who walks out of this one the winner and then gets attacked by AJ Styles at the top of the ramp. The, the, the real AJ Styles comes out and tosses Bryan into the LED boards, grabs a chair. And Daniel Bryan bolts. That was something. I like that segment. It was a fun. It was also an interesting way to start off the show. I mean, it was still, you know, a promo segment, but it wasn't like everyone standing in the ring. This it was actually kind of fun. But you can tell that <clears throat> had it been just about anyone else, just about anyone else, it it wouldn't have worked as well. Daniel Bryan has some kind of magic with this heel turn. He's enjoying every second of it, isn't he? He is. Kristen Ashley says it was hilarious, but leave Soto alone. Is everything sacred? Is anything sacred? What's next? Ice cream. Jason says, I didn't hate, hate it. Daniel cry and should have been fired or at least given a fine for spilling food on the guy. <laughs> uh, no one, no one wants Daniel Bryan to touch ice cream. Let's leave the let's leave the ice cream alone. Next, <clears throat> excuse me, that took me by surprise. Next, we had a tag team fiesta, a a a a spectacle for the senses, especially your ocular ones. Samoa Joe and Andrade Cien Almas versus Rey Mysterio and Mustafa Ali. Oh, I like the pairing of Joe and Ali together when they fought, what was it, last week? Uh, you know, and Joe was just tossing him around. And Ali is back at him again. He's like, he's like, no, you know, I can, I can, I can take this big guy down. And Joe is just like, he's playing with them. I love their dynamic. Joe tries, you know, he tries to play with Ali, but uh, Mustafa's not having any. He tries to take Joe down with the running forearm, but Joe doesn't budge. Ali hits the ropes to gain some momentum, but Joe nails him down with a shoulder block. Joe with some rights on Ali. Uh, Mustafa avoids being avalanched. Drop kicks. Uh, Samoa Joe tags Mysterio in and dual drop kicks by the faces. Take the big man down. Amos and Mysterio are next. And that was, oh, oh, oh. There's a hammerlock slam by Almas that's reversed by Mysterio into a throw. Spinning Hurricane Rana on Mis by Mysterio as well. This is so good because you have two guys who work the same style. And was it me or was this Mysterio's best performance since he's returned to WWE? I believe so. Chat, back me up here. Um, Mysterio runs the roads, avoids a, a, a kick, but eats the patented almost back elbow. Ugh, it's so good every time. Mysterio gets covered, but kicks out at two. Joe's back in. Combination strikes in the corner. Then uh, almost comes back in. Mysterio reverses a wheelbarrow into a sunset flip face slam. Um, 
Ollie then uh, is in. He does a head scissors, kicks Almas to the head, hits his uh, rolling sit-out face buster, covers Almas but only gets two. He as well eats a back elbow but then drop kicks Almas twice. And then both men are on... Uh, and then both men hit the ground. Then um, Joe and... Uh, and um, Almas are on the outside. A Piscato by Ali is uh, interrupted as Joe catches him and does an overhead toss onto the commentary table, which was sick as hell. But the thing is, at this point, I'm like, oh, well, there you go. There was the, that's the big bump of the night right there. Boy, was I wrong. When we're back from commercial, Ali is in the tree of woe Almas is above him, and Ollie crunches, grabs Almas, and does a belly-to-belly superplex, all while remaining in the tree of woe. A release belly-to-belly. But we're not done yet, guys. Mysterio comes in, he rocks Almas, Joe, Joe runs in, some kicks a seated senton, and then Mysterio hits it, he hits it. He hits a Canadian destroyer on Almas. He hits a Canadian destroyer on WWE television. This is the programming that is banned pile drivers. I asked the question, when was the last time we saw Canadian destroyer on WWE TV? Someone said um, Cena versus Styles at uh, Royal Rumble. That could be. My memory's a little foggy. I don't quite remember. Oh. That was so good. And the way it was executed, Mysterio was just like he he was a gust of wind. It was beautiful stuff. Like Blaine says, PWG style. It was amazing. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, like I'm not. Uh, wow, I've never seen a Canadian destroyer before. That's not it. It's just it's WWE on their on their Tuesday night show, a, a tag team match that doesn't have any stakes, that doesn't have any real, you know, uh, reason to be. And holy shit, they're pulling out everything, and they're pulling out a friggin' Canadian destroyer. Uh, the end comes when a 619 on Almas fails. He grabs, he interrupts it. He being Almas, uh, he grabs Mysterio into a gut buster, hammerlock DDT, and covers Mysterio for the win. I think the, I, I think this is the best possible outcome. You have your two younger guys looking really, really strong, you know, uh, Mustafa did some great stuff. He wasn't pinned. He was out of the finish. Almas gets the win over Mysterio. It's a big thing. This was, it was a great, great, super fun match. The right person, the right person's won. And we have Carmella cutting a promo where she says everyone thinks that she's not going to win the match tonight. Then we get a, a, an Usos promo. Something about penitentiaries. <laughs> then we have The Miz 
who's with Shane. He's uh, kind of pissed that the Usos are getting a match for the tag titles. He says, look, aren't you Shane McMahon? Shouldn't you be tossing your weight around and getting us, a, 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 getting us, us being our tag team, Shane, shouldn't we be getting an opportunity at the bar for the tag titles? And uh, he's like, eh, you know, I think we should earn them, so on and so forth. But Miz has, you know, are we are they both on the same page? That's the question that we're that we're left at at the end of the segment. Are are they both on the same page? We don't know, or at least we don't know yet. Rusev is in the ring, and he's downtrodden. He says, "Lana, my wife, my love, my heart, got hurt because of Shinsuke Nakamura." Because last week, she came to his defense and she got hurt. We're going to talk about that in a second here. So he says, you know, I do not stand before you as a man. He still was managed to get this line in. I, I, do, I do not stand before you as a man with a thousand Hemsworth brothers' bodies, which was funny. But as a husband, you get Lana as the best Lana number one chance. He calls Shinsuke out, but Shin is in the TV truck, probably stalking Kevin Dunn. And he says he want he says that he wants to, he's in the truck because he's going to show the world that what happened is not his fault; it's Rusev's fault. So then they show the events where Shinsuke um, where Shinsuke wants to uh, to fight. And uh, where, where uh, and uh, he's pounding down on Rusev. Then Lana jumps on his back, and then Rusev hits a machka kick on on um, Shinsuke, and Shinsuke f- falls back, and, and Lana gets seriously injured. We're gonna talk about it. Give me a second. Um. So uh, you know, he says, Rusev, you crushed Lana. And then Rusev says, if, they, if you don't come to me, I'm going to come to you. And then he runs backstage. But it's a trap. It's a trap. Shinsuke crushes Rusev with road cases. Kinshasa's him. It was a trap all along. Okay. Now. God damn it. Lana's a wrestler. R- Lana is a wrestler. She's competed in Royal Rumble. She's done the Mixed Match Challenge. She is trained. She, we, in kayfabe, we're talking kayfabe here, okay? Because it's a kayfabe injury. We are trained. We we understand that she is trained to take a bump. She gets clotheslines, she gets forearms, she gets suplex, she gets tossed. Are you telling me that her on Shinsuke Nakamura's back, she falls off, she lands flat on her back, you telling me that she's injured? That this is sufficient and egregious enough for Rusev to be on a I must defend my wife's honor. I'll, I'll work on the Rusev voice, I promise. But you understand? It, 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 this one boggles my mind. And it's not as if Shinsuke fell back on her. Shinsuke fell seated. He, she, he didn't land on top of Lana at all. He landed on his ass. 
and Lana fell back. So she fell at the most four feet. And now I don't like this because it's insulting to our intelligence as wrestling fans because we know Lana is a wrestler, first and foremost. And second of all, why is she, why is she suddenly now a soft porcelain doll? I know porcelain's not soft. That's not good. A soft, a soft water lily. It's better. That, that breaks apart upon the least amount of contact. How is this suddenly a thing? This is exactly, exactly like how they treated Candice LeRae in NXT earlier this year because suddenly this hard as nails, tough ass wrestler who wrestled with friggin' thumbtacks in her feet, right? Suddenly she she eats a she eats a flying body press onto the floor and she's down. She has to be stretchered out. What the fuck? This is so, so dumb. It's like at, at the minute that these wrestlers become wives, they need their dudes. It suddenly becomes about their dudes. And I'm not, I'm not anymore enchanted with what they're doing with Mandy Rose. It goes on both sides. It's stupid. Ah, uh, honest to God, they, I can, I could appreciate, I could sincerely appreciate an angle like this. If Shinsuke did do something quite egregious, something where you're like, oh my God, I would want to kill this guy as well. But right now, as far as our, belief as wrestling viewers goes an injury angle where someone is taken out for weeks is uh, supposed to be is supposed to happen because of a very serious attack a very serious offense we didn't get one here it's it's really it's it's really ridiculous Anyway, they really could be fighting over anything. Well, let's say Shinsuke. Now, I know PG era and you're going to say, oh, there's no blood. But what if Shinsuke had done something where Lana would end up bleeding? Really powerful image like that. And you're like, yeah, okay, I can get behind Rusev now. Now it's more like, eh, eh. It was an accident to begin with. There's that, you know, there's that nuance here. Who's really right? It was an accident. But then, you know, the bump was just so silly. Anyhow. Becky Lynch says that uh, she does. She cuts a quick promo here. She doesn't understand why she has to jump, jump through hoops. <laughs> she doesn't understand why she has to jump through hoops to get her title back. The title that she made the talk of the entire wrestling business in a triple threat, Right. She says, hey, I'm going to go back and get it in a triple threat match. 
They play the Mean Gene, the Mean Gene uh, uh, tribute video again, and I cry some more. And then we get the Bar SmackDown Tag Team Champions versus the Usos, and this was really good. This was really good. Sheamus and Jay get down to business quick. Sheamus he flips him down, drags him down really, really strongly to begin with. Some strength ex exchange to begin with, but uh, Sheamus knocks Jay down. Uh, Jay avoids some offense, clotheslines him out though. Sheamus is back in. Drop kick, cover. But Sheamus kicks out at one. One. Cesaro then tags in. Also Jimmy. Cesaro shoulder blocks Jimmy down. Catches Jimmy on a crossbody, but eats a head scissors for his troubles. Sheamus gets Cesaro out of the corner to avoid Jimmy charging. The Usos corner Cesaro in their corner. See how that works. Uh, Jay then with the forearm, but then Cesaro knocks Jay down. Sheamus is back in. Some European uppercuts. Sheamus Irish is, is Irish whipped because he's Irish. Jay waylays Sheamus with the hell of a clothesline, the kind of clothesline that Sheamus would give. He just knocked his head off. Cesaro run, runs a distraction that allows Sheamus the time to clothesline Jay himself, and we go to commercial. Back from it, Jay's trying to get the tag to Jimmy, but instead eats a rolling senton by Sheamus and, uh, himself. It's really good. Diving elbow off the top rope by Cesaro covers and only gets two. Sheamus continues working on Jay until Jay insegures the Irishman and finally gets the hot tag to Jimmy. Forearm, kick, gut punch, and a super kick. Jimmy Uso is one of the best hot tags in the business. Samoan dropped by Jimmy, hip attack in the corner, covers for 2.9. Double dives on the, both heels. To the outside that gets Cesaro tossed over the barricade. Not sure that was planned. Dry, he, uh, Cesaro gets dragged back in. Jimmy goes to the top. Flying cross body. Covers but only gets two. Jimmy avoids the brogue kick. Jay with a super kick. Covers for 2.9. Back from commercial. The, we're, we have the Cesaro swing on Jimmy happening. And then into a sharpshooter. But Jimmy reaches the bottom rope to break it up. Sheamus gets a, uh, or delivers a knee to the face while the ref is distracted. Cesaro covers for two. Jimmy fights back with a series of headbutts on Sheamus. Jimmy goes up top, eats a running knee. Sheamus goes up top with Jimmy in a fireman's carry position. Shenanigans ensure that it ends with a super kick that sends Sheamus off the turnbuckle. Cesaro leaps off the other turn, turnbuckle and needs a super kick himself. And then Mandy Rose's music comes out and she's in a towel and she has a microphone. And she says, Jimmy, 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 can you please help me, Jimmy? I'm just a poor, poor girl walking around in a, in a, in a, in a towel. Did I, did, I leave my, did I leave my golden shorts? <laughs> Did I leave? Only in wrestling. 
Did I leave my golden shorts in your in your hotel room? <laughs> um. <laughs> I think that's funny. Did I leave my golden shorts in your hotel room? Anyway, that causes enough distraction for Cesaro to hit the neutralizer on Jay and gets the win. <laughs> okay, so um and then Miz comes to the ring uh, afterwards and he challenges basically the uh, the bar to a match on behalf of him and his partner Shane McMahon. All right. Now You know, freshness, you know, when they said that we were going to, you know, we're going to mix things up a little bit and we're going to, you know, new faces, old faces, getting new opportunities and stuff like that. We've seen the bar with the Usos before. And I mean, if it's if it gives us matches like we had tonight, because this was an excellent tag team match that had a lot of time to it as well. Um. It's not a problem. It's not as if these teams can't work well with each other, but what is it now? Three weeks ago, four weeks ago, I was flipping out, putting animated GIFs. You remember the GIF? You remember when when I put this one up? Faithful viewers, that night when Gallows and Anderson had a pinfall victory and Sanity was involved in in, in the post-match stuff. You remember that? And I and I posted I, I posted that right here. You remember that? Because I was excited. Where are Gallus and Anderson now? Where are Sanity? Why are we back to the Usos and uh and the bar? Why are we back to them? But not only that, why is their next challenge Shane McMahon and the Miz? I see where they're going with Shane McMahon and The Miz. It's going to lead to a WrestleMania match. This is, it's inevitable at this point. The Miz is going to double cross Shane. This is where it's going, and they're going to they're going to sow the seeds of discord at the Royal Rumble in this match. But my God, don't want that. Do we want that? When we have actual tag teams waiting in the wings that got us excited, got us pumped to see them in action. And then again, like I said, I mean, you put the bar and the Usos together and they're, they they spun magic. Didn't see the New Day tonight. You know. But. You know, this doesn't feel fresh to me. You know, putting two singles guys, two single guys into a tag, a single guy and a an on and off, an on and off wrestler in a tag team, putting them up against your 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 tag champs, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird, and I kind of I was really looking forward to seeing uh, you know a mix of tag teams happening, but I don't know, man, woman. All this talk about listening to the audience and freshness and yeah, we're we're paying attention. I want to know 
you know, they said the audience is going to decide and, you know, we're going to listen. I want to know which one of you schmucks said, I want Miz and Shane in the tag team to face the bar. That's what I want. I want to know who put that out there because it's your damn fault. It's going on in the chat here. Yeah, see Blaine and Jay are talking about, you know, how we've seen all these guys before. Um, Jason says, what was good about it is just, it's, well, it was, the match was fantastic. What was good about it is just the same tag teams every week almost. But I mean, it was such a good match. That's the thing. I'm down for some freshness. I'm down for some new stuff. You get what we got tonight. That was some fantastic stuff. Yelson Anderson. So on and so forth. Jay King says, I don't like how the Usos have to beat the bar once again to earn a title opportunity and then have to beat them again to earn the titles. Ever heard of the number one contenders match creative team? You know, that's one thing that really does bother me as well. Uh, you know, and it's one thing to get rid of the, um, the automatic rematch clause. But this thing of having, oh, if you beat the champion, you get your title shot. Come on. Come on. Let's just, let's just move on. Um, John says, Miz is getting cheers, though. He got cheers even when he was a heel. That's not the point. And yeah, the, the, you know, you can argue there's a certain argument for to say that he's more of a baby face than he ever was legitimately or ever was since in recent memory. But uh, but at this at this point, he's, you know, there, it's a swerve waiting to happen. He's turning heel at some point. Speaking of heel, Naomi's backstage and she has her, her high heels in her hands and she throws them away to go after Mandy Rose who's walking with, with Sonya Deville and she's laying into both of them and Mandy and Sonya are trying to get their licks in and she's no-selling most of the punches until she eats a Sonya Deville kick to the gut and just whacks her and she goes down man and even if she didn't want to know even if she wanted to no sell the move there was no way she could no sell that kick oh boy oh boy um daniel bryan is raging backstage, and man, he was frightening. He was legitimately scary. He's, I don't know, man, like he's screaming into the microphone, and his face is completely contorted. His eyes are bulging out of his head. He doesn't even look like himself. It's like he's possessed. He's really good. And he says... Interesting, you know, he says, you know, why, you know, why did AJ attack me? Is it because I'm changing the world? And you can't help but wonder why suddenly your, your heel, your champion heel is talking about using the words changing the world today. Is he trying to get them over as a, uh, is he trying to get them over as a, uh, as a naughty, naughty words, naughty expressions. Ah, it's getting kind of weird. We see the same video package for the NXT call-ups that we have seen, been seen for 
is it two months now? <clears throat> Feels like six months. They should change them up because at this stage, the package is so long and it's always the same thing. They're showing the same on Raw. They're showing the same on SmackDown. People are going to turn against these people before they have the chance to get in the ring and actually compete. Because it'll be like, oh, we're already fed up of seeing them. It's done at this point. They have to do something else. Shout out from the Meat Boys. Ryan, how you doing? Meat Boys. Then the Miz and the Shane. The Miz and the Shane are backstage. Shane isn't convinced about Miz's antics, but the Miz is such, he's such a booster. He tells him, we're going to win this. We got to go for the gold. All right. All right. Let's do it. So they're happy at the Gordon Royal Rumble. The thing is that <clears throat> the match will be fine. <clears throat> won't be. I don't think it'll be stellar. Won't be like what we got tonight with the Usos, but it'll be fine. It just could be pretty much anyone else. Main event time: Becky Lynch versus Carmella versus Charlotte Flair in a main event. Have you noticed? Have you noticed? How often it happens now that we have women in the main event and they're not making a big deal out of it anymore. It just sort of feels okay, feels natural, feels normal. Isn't that nice? Don't you think that's nice? I do. I've noticed. I like it. I love how at first there's a chant battle between Becky and, and, and Charlotte, you know. The Becky chants and Charlotte tries to get the woos and Carmella's sort of standing back with her arms crossed. She's like, let's get this over with. Can we can we start can we start fighting? Um I um so they start going after each other. Becky with some kicks. Uh she gets Carmella out of the ring. Uh she kicks uh, Charlotte down, of course. Jumps off the apron with a fist on Carmella, clothesline Charlotte down. Becky is in control early on in the match. The crowd is into it. And of course, of course, we go to a commercial. Um, Becky is in control over Carmella. Becky slams Charlotte off the uh, off the top uh, onto a prone Carmella. And then uh, she does a basement dropkick on, uh, on, uh, on Charlotte. Then kind of lands like a, as a senton on Carmella, who's just right behind her. Nice little move there. Covers uh, Carmella, but Charlotte breaks up the pin. Becky and Charlotte stare each other down. They don't like each other. And they go after each other. Chops and, and forearms. A little bit of strong style, if you ask me. The Queen's a strong style right there. Um, Char Charlotte with a series of chops. Uh, she gets the advantage over Becky, but Becky... Bounces back with a Thez press where she grounds and pounds Charlotte, who reverses it. Carmella comes to break it up with a, with a bit of a whiffed kick. I, I, I think the uh, I think the sheer force of the air carrying that kick uh, was enough to get Charlotte off of <laughs> off of Becky. She hits a flatliner on Car uh, 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 Carmella hits a flatliner on Becky. Uh, up comes a figure four by Charlotte that is reversed into a code of silence by Carmella. But Charlotte lifts her up into a pile driver situation, but is reversed into a roll up. Meanwhile, Becky is climbing the ropes. 
and hits a missile dropkick on Carmella. Charlotte, though, takes out both Becky and Carmella. Uh, she uh, sets uh, both ladies up, goes up top for a moonsault. She hits it, but can't pin anyone. Back from commercial, there's some shenanigans on the uh, turnbuckle between Charlotte and Becky. Carmella breaks it up, goes for that, uh, goes for a top rope hurricane run on, on Charlotte, but instead lifts herself all the way up into a seated position, rolls through and gets the hurricane runner, which was really nice. Covered Charlotte for two. Carmella then goes for a, a dive on Becky, it, it, a scary dive. It's as if she she overshot a little bit. She came in a little too quickly or Becky sort of didn't quite catch her properly, but I thought she was she did interrupt, but man, she was going for it. It was a little scary, but every, everything seemed okay. Charlotte does her moonsault off the, off the turnbuckle to the floor, but misses. She doesn't get anyone. Becky hits a exploder on Carmella on the floor, runs her into the barricades. Charlotte, they get back into the ring. Charlotte runs in with the boot, but she slaps her thigh like a good second before the boot connects. Carmella rolls her up. Um, uh, but of course there's a kick out of two top rope natural selection by Charlotte on Becky a kick by Carmella on Charlotte she covers Becky but she kicks out Carmella says uh, she she goes after Charlotte she says uh, that she wants to she wants to beat Becky because she hasn't beaten Becky she wants to beat her but Charlotte gets mad and snaps the figure eight into uh onto uh Carmella Lynch is on the top rope she breaks up the pin with a leg drop onto the figure eight that kind of reminded me of what the revival did just the night before last night when um I think it was Dash Wilder who uh who splashed top rope splashed onto Chad Gable who was holding a bridge a German suplex bridge German suplex bridge that was pretty crazy. Uh, Becky gets Charlotte into the disarmor, but Carmella breaks it up. Carmella tosses her out. A spear by Charlotte on Becky. Carmella with a super kick on uh, on Charlotte, but Carmella gets rolled into the disarmor. Becky Lynch wins. Becky Lynch wins. I'm not disappointed. I'm surprised. And Asuka comes out, and they get a nice, nice stare down. I like me and Asuka with a belt. She looks like a murderous pixie then. You know, she has, like, it's all fun and smiles, but then, you know, you know, like, in a minute, she, she can just snap. Um, I'm surprised that uh, Becky won, because I really thought the story would be her, uh, would be her winning the uh, the Royal Rumble. Going after Rousey. But we can still see how this goes. Is she going to win at Royal... Uh, is she going to win the, her title back at Royal Rumble? See, I'm still of the opinion. I'm I'm still of the opinion that we are on the cusp. That we are on the cusp of the Ronda Rousey heel turn. I really am. And I really think we're on the verge of the uh, of the four horsewomen versus four horsewomen thing. 
Royal Rumble is a mixed pay-per-view. Both, uh, you know, well, they all are now. There's no brand specific. That's stupid what you just said, Warren. <laughs> you know, all of Raw and SmackDown are there. Why wouldn't Ronda interfere in that match against Asuka? Cost Becky the match. Why wouldn't the horsewoman screw Charlotte out of winning the Royal Rumble? Then who wins the Royal Rumble? Ah, We're not there yet. It's not time for predictions yet. That was SmackDown. This was a fun show. A fun show. There was a lot, a lot, a lot of wrestling. There was no Braun Strowman, Strowman flubbing his lines. Uh, no sauntering around the ring wondering what the hell is going on. This was a great, great show. This was a fantastic show. Um, yeah, there you go. We're going to talk about the Royal Rumble soon. But join me tomorrow on FightfulSelect.com, folks, for my NXT 205 Live recap show. And then back here on Thursday, 4 p.m., NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool Predictions. That's quite a mouthful. It's quite a mouthful. I'm hoping it'll be fantastic. And I hope you join us. Hope you join me. And then Saturday, don't forget Saturday, after TakeOver Blackpool, Kristen Ashley and I, over at, at Fightful. That'll be a lot of fun. Guys, I want to thank everyone for joining this evening. Thank you. Thank you all for popping in this evening. I really appreciate it. Thank you for watching or listening here on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes or on your favorite podcast device. Whichever way you decided, I'm really glad that you allowed me to enter your home and check out the layout, see where the security cameras are, and then casually walk back out. <laughs> Have a great evening, everyone. I'll see you next time.